Regina Nissan, presenting sponsor of Off the Huzzle Podcast. And this month, you can get into the all-new Nissan during the Let's Go Nissan sales event. At least the 2021 Nissan Kicks during the month of November for 1.5% for 36 months. Or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Frontier. The redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder and Nissan Frontier have returned to rugged with today's technology. Make sure to head down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Drive Nissan. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back from an episode off the hosel, episode 103. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host, joined by, and all the way down in Cancun, my guy, stat guy Rip. What's going on, Rip? Fellas, just working on my tan. What's going on, boys? <laughs> Staying yeah. sexy. Staying sexy. Staying hot. We're also joined by Tori Coglin. I believe he's in Saskatchewan for this week's episode. No Troy this week. But it was his birthday two days ago, um, as everyone saw that. So anyhow, Tori, what's up? Turner, what's going on? And uh, what's going down? I'm, at, I'm in Bama right now, about to head to Saskatchewan in two days. But just got done a little five-week hitch for the boys. Yeah, and that's about it. You love to hear we it. We got the house. I know everyone's eager to hear about that. House is done. Got a Christmas tree today. That was pretty dope. Yep. Under roof. And I'm uh, excited <laughs> to be off for a couple of weeks. And just awesome. lo- loving Turner's grin. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we get too far in this thing, let's mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place to get next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today. Make the switch to drive. Nissan. Drive it. Drive it. Do it. All right. Open pit, as we call it here on Off the Hosel, episode 103. Boys, sports, golf, Tiger, sports. Charlie, John wow. Daly, and little not so John Daly. They win. What uh, NHL's on a pause? Where do you boys want to go with this one? Ripper, you go first because I've stepped all over your toes. In the interview. Yeah, down a few. Dude, let's start off with golf. Like, I was just seeing clips of Charlie and Tiger. Obviously, they were the, they were the spotlight. But just, like, watching Charlie's swagger and the nuts this kid has already is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, like, boulders. Yeah. <laughs> just walking around a tripod. Like, dude. <laughs> he, like, he'll, like, miss hit a ball and be, like, six feet off to the right of the pin. He's fucking pissed off at himself. Like. How old is he? Is he 12? 12. 
Dude, he's a yeah. Spot, day one, dude. day one, he he hit one like 15 feet right of the, the flag, and he was like flipping his club back, like <laughs> like he hit it in the water. And it's like, yeah. dude, you just hit it 15 feet like to yeah. a blind pin. So he just toe snapped one fucking 10 feet left. So <laughs> yeah. here's a question: Where do you, where do you guys that this Charlie like? Does he become legit, legit, like he is right now? Like, does he just get Undo. better every day? Yeah, absolutely. He could become legit in anything he wants to do in his life. The amount his dad has for money and, like, the resources, whatever he wants to do, he'll become really yeah, good. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, is he going to, like, win a jacket and win the U.S. Open and, like, be the guy? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Hard yes. I love it. He's nasty. Yeah. Dude, he won the U.S. – what did they say? The U.S. Junior PGA or something like that? Oh, yeah. That's right. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's good. But look at his golf swing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. His potting stroke? I'd pay for that. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. And I'd pay for how much he makes every putt, it seems like. Or every putt, like, lips out. Hey, here's a serious thing. I was talking to my dad about this. With this new, like, NIL thing in – um in college sports name image and likeness where you can get paid by sponsors. Yeah. Right. Dude, that kid's going to walk out. If, if he started today, I don't know what with inflation, what it's going to be like when he gets to college, but if he started today, he'll walk out with 10 schmill in his pocket. That's Easy. more than I'm going to make in my life. Do you think he goes to Stanford too? Uh, no, I, whoever pays the most. Yeah. I think he creates his own college. Fuck it. <laughs> his, dad, his dad's his own brand like it's just like like you get your own brands and stuff like that. like nike he's walking out with a nike deal immediately taylor made deal immediately yeah that's got to be so much pressure for a kid yeah At but it, uh I'd, I'd say he's doing pretty well so far though yeah fuck that's sick all right well yeah as i mentioned i think the dailies won this week they're correct yeah Dailies yep. won a dash 27 and the Thomases were – hey, the Woods finished second place, no? Yeah. Second at dash 25. Dude, they had 11 straight birdies today, last day. Is that and, good? Yeah, standard. Standard okay. for those two. Um, okay, what else is up? Obviously, I mentioned hockey in – We world. we have got to address the COVID thing. Yeah, like we're on a pause. This, this, this is an issue. This is a joke. Yeah, it's – like we can get political about it, but it's a joke what's going on right now. I just wish it. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where. I mean, I just feel like, hey, everyone did their or majority of the world did their part. Let's yeah. let's play on. Let's figure, figure it out what happened to just using your own water bottle at practice, and then yeah, when you're not feeling well, what happened to that? Ah, uh, the old days built Hamilton Arena. Oh yeah. yeah. It's freezing toes. Yeah, your toes are frozen. The, 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 the chicken wire behind the nets, you can't rim a puck. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird. But then I – did they say today that they're only – they're having after the break Canadian division only then? No, no, no. No, just, until, until the break. Yeah, until the break. No more cross-border games. Dude, so I'm going to supposed to do our game on the 31st, New Year's Eve game in Calgary versus the Jets. You, I, mean, that's you after okay. I think we'll be okay, but I'm just like, fuck, I want to go. Like, I haven't done anything in six years with my gal, but also I haven't done, like, a thing in two and a half years now, you know? Yeah. That, that, that should work. 
But like I think you guys in the states, Tori, it just it's completely different down there. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Again, the 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 whole I don't really like talk about it a whole lot, just because everyone just assumes you're one side or the other politically and yeah, whatever. No, exactly. Some people get offended and all that shit, but it's a lot more open here. But I do know the cases are bad here too. So yeah. I don't know, but like, man, like I got off the airplane this morning in Birmingham and it was just like, even though you, they say you have to wear a mask, fuck probably 20% of the people weren't wearing shit. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. There's, there's so many people that turn it political, which sucks. But like, it's, it's an absolute issue, but no, for sure. It's, I just want the hockey season to continue because yeah. this is going to run into, and I'm sure you guys have heard, like with all these games being missed, there's a possibility of the Olympics not having today. the NHL guys because they, they got to make today. up games somewhere. Announced, announced today. No, no NHLers at the Olympics today. Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm late yeah. to the party. Yeah, yeah so that's... Uh, dude, that sucks, you, man. You can kind of was... see that coming over the last like month or so. Yeah. But... Yeah. As soon as the guys had to like stay it was, over there, it's and, like, like guys, guys would miss. It was like five, like five total weeks of quarantining. Yeah. God, man. Like if they sucks. went there and then when they come back and stuff like that, it was just, it was just, there's no point. This was going to be such a deadly Olympics with like USA and Canada with all the yeah. stars oh. they both have. Holy oh, crap, that would have been, been killed. Stupid. What? Um, let's switch this. Let's go to. I wanted to bring up. I don't know if Turner. No, he wasn't on it listen to it or not on the plane or down there probably didn't but last week's guest morgan bell uh tory thoughts on that one i mean we had a lot of fun with that one I, I yeah i had a lot of fun it was good to catch up with her um i thought it went well um yeah i really can't say a whole much more but it was just, interesting for sure i liked it yeah no it's cool like and i don't know it, it was cool <laughs> well i'm just gonna leave it there it was great to have a fem- another female on. Yeah, absolutely. Like a golfer. And like just the job she's had and stuff. Like I, I just, man, she's got, she's living the dream right now. Okay, well, let's uh, turn her with, let's get right into it. You were, you're down in Cancun now. Obviously, you're buzzing the story there. Uh, you played a couple rounds of golf. What's up, man? How's it going down there? Uh, I love it here. Like it's fucked. Well, obviously, sitting by the ocean all day and then go play a couple rounds of golf. It's, been a fucking blast this course that me and my dad have went to it's called uh, a bureau star they're 104 dollars american all all conclusive like that, am i saying that fucking right yeah yeah yeah, you're good. yeah like so like you just pay pay your green fees and then it's just whatever you want to eat or drink for the rest of the day it's unreal you walk or ride oh, we ride obviously yeah. dude it's plus 30 out there's gators everywhere like sick what's that like i feel like i i couldn't do it i don't know there's chubs. play like chubs yeah there's some units out there though yeah like, just there's some that are like six seven feet long and like a foot wide across like those things could do some damage on you if you got caught by one is that what happened to your tooth <laughs> stay, no, hot. stay hot stay hot Okay, well, that leads us right into our guests, I think. Speaking of Gators, um, JC Deacon, this guy is a weapon. We talked college golf, his 
actually, no, no, no. I, we, yeah, we talked college golf. We talked about his amateur career and junior career and his, you know, pro career. Dude, I had a lot of fun with this interview. It was cool. I learned a shit ton on the, just like on like, not only like the golf settings, but like coaching and like how they do a different, different sport, obviously, because it's golf and usually it's an individual person kind of golfing, but I thought it was cool though. Are you guys thoughts on it? No, I thought it was deadly, man. It like, I said during the interview, like we could have gone, we could have gone a long time with him. But yeah. You want to talk about a resume? This guy's done it all. Yeah. Like we didn't even, we didn't even touch on half of the stuff he's done. Like he yeah. captained a Palmer Cup team. He qualified for the Canadian Open. Like, and we didn't even touch that just because we kind of ran out of time. But no, he's, he's done it all. He's a great player, great guy. And I'm, I guarantee he's a great coach. Yeah, well, to coach the Florida Gators, you probably got to be pretty good. It's not yeah. sick. Rip, yeah, your thoughts on it before we send it over to JC? I thought JC's such an awesome dude um, for the parts I were in the interview. <laughs> uh, they're just hearing, hearing, yeah, hearing some of his stories and then getting to play at everyone's dream golf course. It's pretty sick. He's got, he's got a pretty sick lifestyle going right now. No kidding. So uh, if you want to play golf down south, especially at Florida, you might want to check out this interview because JC Deacon is coming up right now. Um, the men's golf coach for the Florida Gators. Here it is. JC Deacon, we hope you enjoy it. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we're pleased to have on today from Unionville, Ontario. He's the men's college golf coach for the Florida Gators golf team, J.C. Deacon. J.C., thanks for jumping on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. This is big time now. Now we're into the Div 1 schools of golf. The boys Heard are it. buzzing. Um, <laughs> JC, first off, I want to know. So Unionville, uh, growing up there, were you born and raised? Uh, walk us through a, you know, a little a young JC. Yeah, uh, born and raised in Unionville, just uh, east, I guess, of Markham. And uh, um, hockey was the first thing I knew. I had an older brother and uh, got me into sports immediately and um, fell in love with hockey. That's all I can really remember growing up. We had a kind of a barn close to our house that had a, had a wood floor and we played in there all winter was on the ice when we could be and um, just love the Leafs. And, uh, and then kind of, kind of got older and had that same, same hockey motion and um, found golf one day. Luckily my dad kind of, kind of fell in love with golf and, um, and then uh, just got, got better at that faster than I was getting better at hockey and uh, kind of found a career in it. And then, geez, I'm, I'm turning 40 next year. So it's, uh, 
a lot has happened, but uh, I, I certainly miss Canada, but I haven't lived there since I was 16 years old. So it's, uh, it's been a long time away from uh, the homeland. Well, you look 20 and I have to ask you, you and your brother are probably like young blood, Hey, using that barn for hockey. We, we were so lucky. We had, uh, had this barn that was probably 200 yards away from our house. And then, uh, a pond that, uh, froze over naturally in the winter. So, um, on the days when it was too warm, we were up in the barn playing hockey. And then the days it was cold and the ice was proper. We were down there. Literally. I, I lived playing hockey from, age kind of three to to 15 it was it was an amazing way to grow up and my brother um beat the crap out of me so it was it was he he always raised the stakes made it really hard on me and uh sorry my daughter's walking out here but uh um it was it was great growing up with him and and we still share a really tight bond um but uh, he got me into all the sports and um just a a blast growing up with the hockey background I I really miss it and don't miss if I'm, if I'm at home, I watch every leaf game. I can, I, I really love it. And um, it's been, it's been a bit of a pain in the ass watching the lightning. Cause I'm Tampa Bay is about an hour and a half from where I live now. And obviously they're pretty much the force in the NHL year in and yeah. year out. And um, Wagon. bitter, bitter, bitter Toronto Maple Leaf fan. Um, it's hard to watch all the success they're enjoying. Dude, you got to get the, get the ESPN plus package. Like oh no! 10- I'm I I I watch every Leaf game. It's just oh, okay. there's like these kids that play on my golf team now. Tyler Wilkes is one of them. He he was freaking born in 2001, and <laughs> he's a huge huge Lightning fan and chirps me daily because they have two cups, you know, consecutively. And and I have never seen one in my lifetime for the Leafs. So it's uh, dude, you yeah, having these taken? Go ahead. No, just taking crap from these guys who, uh, they, you know, they're born in the sunshine. They don't, they don't know what, uh, um, skating on an open ice rink even means, but, uh, that's okay. We deserve yeah. it. They've never kids. been in a corner battle in their life. Exactly. Exactly. They don't know. Having kids on your team that age, that makes you feel old. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying like, you just saying 2001. I'm like, God, I remember it was like, like, like it was yesterday. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, next November I got a big birthday coming up. I'm I'm turning forty, so I think uh, old is old is starting to find me. I don't I don't feel that bad, but it's coming. Oh, you look you look fifty. So <laughs> JC, I, 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 I feel you're going next. Oh, sorry, Jay, I cut you off there. Go on. Sorry. No, you're fine. Keep going. Jay, I want to talk about because uh, obviously I've I've done some homework here. I heard you're an elite. You're an elite golfer as a junior and amateur and, you know, carried on there. But when did you figure it out and go, hey, like, you know, I'm pretty good at this golf game thing here. And, you know, let's start playing some tournaments and start competing in junior events. Um, I just I loved it. We had I was lucky enough. I grew up uh, in Unionville in our house, the house that I lived in backed onto Yorktown's golf club, which from what I've heard, I hadn't been back there for a while, but I think it's sold. It's it's going to turn into real estate here soon in, in Unionville, which was tough to hear, but my house backed onto it. So I'd get home from school every day that we had decent weather and just went out there until dark and played and played and played. It was just another way for me to compete. Um, always been super competitive. I think it's probably because my brother, but just, you know, whatever it was we were doing, you know, when we sat at dinner, it was like, who could eat the most food and who could eat, eat it the fastest. I always wanted to compete and golf was like a, 
a way to compete in the summer. So, um, just, just got into that. And, um, it was probably my dad got me to play in like, it used to be called the OGA Ontario golf association. I think it's called the GAO now. Um, he got me to play an event when I was 11 and I shot, I didn't play good. It was in Aurelia probably shot. Like, I think I shot 85, 79, if I'm correct. But the 79, I was like, damn, I broke 80 in a tournament. Like, this is awesome. I love this. I was telling my dad on the way home, like I'm playing professional golf for sure. I shot 79 today. And then, uh, so it was just my goal for the next year to get better. Um, played a little better the next year. And then when I was 13, I won the, won the Ontario Bantam tournament. And, uh, that was it. Like I just, I got a taste of winning and, um, just loved it. Loved, loved competing. And, uh, when I was 15, um, it, started to get serious kind of got a couple looks from some from u.s colleges and stuff like that but i was still playing i guess i was playing midget hockey at that point for the markham islanders and uh my dad's just like look you've always wanted to be a pro athlete um if if you're gonna do one of them i think the time's to, to to pick it now and uh so he was unbelievable most supportive dad you could ever ask for found a way to get me down to Florida for my last two years of high school. So I went down to Florida. I, um, I just love to practice golf more than hockey. Um, you, my mom used to drop me off at 7am in the summers. She had to go to work, drop me off at 7am. And then she'd pick me up at 7pm on her way home. And the days went by so fast. I was literally out there for 12 hours at York Downs and they were the fastest days of my life. So I'm like, shoot, I want to do that forever. Um, so went to Florida for high school and got a scholarship at UNLV. And, um, that's, that's, uh, where I actually ended up meeting Tori and, um, yeah, it's, you know, just, it's, uh, golf's been amazing to me. What a, what an unbelievable sport and, um, just something I really believe in and, and it's given me the, a better life than I could have ever imagined. First of all, you met me on the Canadian tour, not UNLV. But... Well, I, I, I know that, but oh, okay. uh, you, you know, it. yes, I know. <laughs> That's, how do that, you get paired with goes, Waz every tournament that, <laughs> okay. that goes that goes way that goes way back now um old chris what's he doing uh i don't know exactly he's working just like uh he's working a management job in lethbridge what a player yeah dude i i keep i'm, I'm trying to get him on i promise i told drew like every week when it's like, who are we going to have on? I'm like, I'll try to get Waz. But he's like, aren't you going to be a good guest? It's like, dude, you'd be deadly. He'd be a fantastic guest. He was, he was so good at golf. Um, freak talent, hit it forever. Um, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard to make it. And uh, yeah. um, like, even with, you know, Graham Dillette, who's, who's a good buddy of mine, you know, he's, he's found some other, you know, ways that are kind of impinging him right now. Like, one of the best players ever, most talented guy you'll ever meet. And uh, he just kind of had some back injuries that are getting in the way, but uh, crazy sport. I love how, how close the world is. Like, I can't believe we're, we're sitting here doing this now. We, you know, we met a while ago through this game and um, that, I guess that's probably what the best part about it is, is the golf world's really tight and um, kind of remains that way. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it, trying to milk it at this level. The greatest sport on earth. Next it really is. <laughs> All right, Turner, you're up. All right. Uh, sticking with your amateur golf here, is there any memories that kind of stick out to you that, that you took with uh, throughout your golf career? Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, the 2005 U.S. Amateurs is probably probably the best memory I ever have in golf. Um, I, I wasn't playing great at the time, kind of okay, up and down, kind of wondering if I was going to turn pro or not. It was just as I graduated college and uh, ended up making it to the semifinals of USAM at Marion. And uh, it, it was just the most amazing week. My family was down there, got to kind of be involved in it, see the whole thing go down, uh, beat some really good players along the way. Um, Andrew Parr in the first round, um, which is a highlight I, I still kind of hold over his head. But uh, um, it, was, it was an awesome week, uh, something I'll never forget. The, the way I got beat in the semifinals was absolutely insane. Um, Mark Leon, who was my assistant coach for the last three years here at Florida, uh, his brother actually found the video. So we were able to see the video of it again uh, last year. But, uh, yeah, just, just that week and coming so close, I was, I was one up with two to go in the semifinals. And if you make the finals, obviously, at the USAM, you get into the Masters and I think the British Open. And I was one hole away from that. And it didn't happen, but uh, that's golf. And, uh, but definitely the best, probably the best memory that I have from amateur golf was, was my last week as an amateur. So, kidding. Spe so speaking of that match, um, and this could be totally inaccurate. I just talked to a buddy who was from Ontario. He said <laughs> when you were one up, two to go, the guy holed out on seventeen. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. That that was that was what I was on eighteen or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. On uh, it was the craziest story. I was I was one up with two to go, and I I was first to hit on sixteen. I striped it. Uh, Marion number 17 is par three, probably 230, 240, something like that. I remember hitting a two iron to the front left of the green. I had 15 feet for birdie and he pull hooked it up on the hill on the left in this long, you know, like that typical rye grass, like brutal Northeast grass. And I, this is funny story for you guys. We're walking off the tee and my caddy, Bobby, uh, who was at the club, I said the Cardinal sin of golf and what a lesson for everyone i go bro we're going we're, we're going to the masters and uh I, oh, it was over oh. he was so far left on a down slope too sh short-sighted he was dead and i was 12 there was no way i was three putting and he takes this big hack i'll never forget it. i still it's still imprinted in my mind it one bounces in the long rough trickles into the fringe just gets going down on the green and I swear to God, it rolled right in the hole with cup speed. It was perfect. And <laughs> I miss, I miss my 12 footer. And like, is that not a good lesson right there? Not to get ahead of yourself. It so um, never over. No. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, he flared it. He flared a couple on 18 ended up hitting the NBC TV tower. Um, and then got a drop from that and hit the stick from 60 or 70 yards. And, uh, made par and I didn't get up and down and I lost that fast. It, it was like the biggest 20 minute Mongolian reversal you've ever seen. I can't even imagine being that close playing in the masters. Close yeah. I ever got was playing in a U.S. mid, <laughs> like, <laughs> let alone being in the semis of the, of the USAM. How is your game these days? Oh, I'm terrible. I don't play anymore, but no, it, it was good about four years ago, but okay, I could take Waz for sure. I don't know. Waz is it, it's never gonna leave that boy. He's good. No, he's, he's good, good. Yeah, he shot like, like 61, 62 at his club championship. Won by like oh. 17. Exactly. Gross. Exactly. What what course does he play at? Uh 
God, Drew, what's that one in Lethbridge? Something Canyon or something? Paradise Canyon. Paradise Canyon. There you go. There it is. Still doing his thing up there. Oh, yeah. JC, I wanted to ask, uh, you mentioned UNLV. That's the Rebels, I believe. Um, yep. What was that like, the experiences, obviously, with college and, you know, golf? But how did your recruitment work? Because I know nowadays there's the old NCSA and send a video into every coach and, you know, someone that knows someone that knows someone. Like, a little different probably when you were going to try and go down uh, down south. Just walk us through that um, recruitment process, I guess. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question because it's changed a lot. So um, I had, I was lucky when I was 16, uh, played in the U.S. junior and the first round I shot 65 and it was uh, the best round of my life to that day. Um, it was obviously great timing, but uh, that kind of got a bunch of people to, to notice me. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had played halfway decent in Canada so they looked up those scores and they were solid. And, and then I kept having some success. And so I had some, some pretty good schools looking at me and then uh, coach Dwayne Knight, I'll never forget it. I hit this great drive on the 15th hole at the Magnolia course down at Disney world and walk around the corner and he was standing there and uh, he said, geez, great drive. And uh, I said, thanks coach. He, they were one of the best programs in the country at the time. I knew exactly who he was. He never knew who I was, but uh, I hit this drive. And then a week later, I got a letter from them and ended up getting in touch with UNLV. And I went on a visit out to Vegas and um, just, just being with him, um, getting to play shadow Creek obviously was, was a huge part of the yeah. decision, but being around him and how solid of a, a person he was, he had played on tour and um, had a great pedigree. And I uh, just, thought that was someone I wanted to be around and and Mike it was crazy living in Vegas but uh awesome four-year college experience I I absolutely loved it no kidding that's yeah. like, unreal I'd be so, dead uh, if I went to school in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> everyone everyone says that but you got to uh oh. you got to find a way to keep her going and stay out of trouble the, the guys from subpar were talking to Dre about that <laughs> it's like how he went from Oregon State to uh, to UNLV to like golf or rehab. It's like, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good step. <laughs> Dre Dre's a different story because uh, he came. He was a transfer my second year, and he was doing everything to get into trouble. We were trying to keep him out of trouble. Um, he would not have made it through. He'll he'll admit to it if it wasn't for Ryan Moore. Ryan Moore yeah. failed that dude out more times than you can ever imagine. But uh, by the end of it, Andre turned into an All-American. And uh, as you know, the rest is history. He played on the PGA Tour and uh, has been a, been a super successful guy. He was down in Cabo last week too, uh, playing in that Pros and Joes event. And great guy and um, an amazing career that I think would never have happened if, uh, if he wasn't around Ryan and, and maybe around that UNLV program. So it's pretty, pretty cool to see that all uh, unfold. Yeah, like that was going to be my next question. Like, what was it like playing college with talents like him, like yourself, obviously, Ryan Moore and Dre? Like, didn't did you say you roomed with Ryan? Yeah. So I uh, first day I was ever in Vegas, uh, I'll never forget. It was like 115 degrees coming from Canada. I'm like, oh, oh my god! Like, I didn't I didn't know it's what a, that was. It's a dry heat. It. Oh. <laughs> no shirt. No. People pants. say that, but. 
Yeah, it's it's like uh, if someone turns the hair dryer on high and high heat and mm-hmm. blowing it right in your face, that's what it feels. It's hot. Um, but uh, um, walk in the room and there's Ryan Moore. Never, never really had heard of him. Um, that was my roommate and this kid from Puyallup, Washington, and um, just had a had a swagger about him and a, and a serious confidence. And the first time we went and played, I think the next day I was like, oh, my God, I, th- I thought I was pretty good. Um, and then I just got rinsed immediately by this kid from Washington. He was so much better than I was. And I spent four years trying to, uh, trying to keep up with him. So I'm, I'm thankful for it, but, uh, he, he whipped my ass for, for four years. That's for sure. That's, that's what makes you good though, man. Having competition. Uh, gotta be around better. You know, yeah. if, yeah. uh, if you're the, the biggest fish all the time, it's, it's hard to learn and, and, and learn new shots and get better. But, uh, um, yeah, Ryan was, boy, he was special. This this episode is not about me, but I remember in college, like our our number one, like I always just thought every Knocker. tournament, if I can keep up with him, what'd you say, Drew? No, I continue. <laughs> you don't you don't want any of this. <laughs> but just question. like just that kind of thing, like I was a two, he was a one, and I just always thought if I can keep up with him, then I'm doing something right. And then after a year, you get to be number one, sort of thing. Like you just. Like I think the inner team competition is huge. Uh, I I just think that's the biggest beauty of college golf um, is being around ten or, or eleven guys that are all as good as you or better than you or in in your same age. Like our guys this this past fall, um, we've got great weather obviously down here in Florida, and they're playing six and seven balls every afternoon at two o'clock. Like. When are you going to have that again in your life? It's just really, really hard to, to replicate that. And I think those are some of the things the guys will look back as, as the best memories in their life. But they're having fun. But at the same time, you know, you're learning from, from some other guys that have different shots than you, different games than you, different backgrounds than you that, yeah. you know, just have different knowledge. And I think that's, that's what makes college golf so special is it's not just the coaches that you're coming to learn from. Your, your teammates can be just as valuable. Mm-hmm. JC, I want to bring up uh, the Canadian Tour. You played a couple, I think, two to three years. Uh, I want to talk pro golf. I love it. Transition light from college to going pro um, was the next jump that much harder. Just walk us through your uh, your pro uh, career. Yeah, so I I started um, on the Gateway Tour down in West Palm Beach. Um, uh, I had a great sponsor named Robert Bradshaw kind of got me, got me started, got me going. And, um, I'll never forget it. My first tournament ever, um, down in West Palm made the cut. And I think I made like two grand after making the cut. And I, the entry fee is probably like seven fifty or something like that. So wasn't a ton of profit, but, uh, I thought I was the richest guy in the whole world. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the felt. greatest feeling. Um, <laughs> felt rich for sure. And, right. <laughs> and, uh, I made the second cut and made a little bit more money. And, um, I just fell in love with, with that process. And I remember probably fourth or fifth event, um, missed a, missed a cut by a shot. And I had done something really stupid, you know, chased a pin or, you know, tried to jam a 15 footer and three putted. I can't remember exactly what it was, but when, when you can attach a, a value to it, a, a monetary value, I think that helps you improve significantly. And, um, I battled with that as a coach in college because these guys as an amateur golfer in college, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if you screw up, 
Um, it does matter for them in the moment and for our team, but you know, there's no co- real consequences for it. you just get to go back and you go to school and you go play the next tournament. Well, yeah. I need to teach them the urgency of it. And, uh, so, you know, I, the, the best I learned in pro golf was man, when it caught, when you look the next day and see the purse and damn, man, that like shooting for that pin and hitting in the water cost me two grand. It's like, I am never going to do that again. And you learn so fast. And yeah. that was, that was my, um, big moment in, in pro golf. And I think my, after my second year, um, I felt like it was good enough to maybe move on. And I went to Q school back up at Royal Ashburn, uh, up in Ontario there. And I remember my brother caddied for me and I played great in the Q school, um, won it, came first, was a medalist and got my Canadian tour card and, um, had three years out there. And I, I loved it. Um, some of the best times in my life traveling around with the boys and, um, a lot of fun Sunday and Monday nights. Um, but, uh, just, you know, you, you, I got a fair shot at it. I had had four and a half really good years where I was supported. And, uh, my third year on the Canadian tour, I I was super average out there. And, um, coach Knight just happened to call me at the end of the year and said, Hey, my assistant coach job just came open and I want you to take it. I think you'd be good at it. And I was dead broke. And, uh, I love golf, but I just, I wasn't beating like, you, you, I played with Graham a lot. Um, James Love was another guy. Richard Scott, um, some of these guys, Canadian guys who who I grew up with, they're they're just better than me. And uh, I think the writing was on the wall. Um, and got into coaching, and probably it's weird since I started coaching is the best golf I've ever played in my life, which makes no sense because I never practice anymore, and I have three kids and. Um, I'm trying to get these other guys to play well, but I play the best golf I've ever played now, which is, I mean, never, never going to figure golf out, but, um, anyways, four, four letter word. That's going to come up in a, in a little bit. Your, your current success. I'm surprised Richard Scott didn't make it. He seemed like Uh, such a stud. Probably biggest surprise to all of us that knew, knew Dickie growing up. He, uh, he, I mean, the purest golf swing you've ever seen in your life. Um, he just like, he never really believed in his putting. And I think, I think that's probably what hold him back. He flushed it every day, all day. Um, I'm actually going to see him on Tuesday, which is cool. Um, oh, and cool. I'm playing, yeah, playing golf with him down in the uh, sea Island on Tuesday. So it'd be fun to reminisce, but, uh, yeah, I'm, he won a national championship at the university of Georgia. Um, I think he won, I want to say three Canadian AMs in a row. Three, two or three, and I, wow. he might have sprinkled a junior Standard. in there too. I'm not sure. He was he was nasty, yeah. and uh, yeah, all of us were surprised that he didn't make it. But uh, you know, he's got a family now, and um, he's he's doing great. So uh, it all everything happens for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're talking about coaching, like, so what's your what would you say your style or philosophy is? Oof, good question. Good question. Like, do you, um, do you try to tell them what you would do, or do you try like do you do you teach them as in like like you're giving them lessons or or because every coach is kind of different too. Yeah, this is a weird question because I coach hockey. Like, how do you like prep a game? Are you like give a lineup card? Like, you know, you dumping pucks in? Like, what are you doing with like with <laughs> golf shots? Like, fill me in here. I Shark I chips. saw on your e- <laughs> on your email. How how old are the kids that you're coaching? Uh, seventeen to twenty one. Okay. So you're, you're in, you're in the same boat as I am. Um, so I don't know if that it's like that for you, but 
college golf coaching is, is I'd say probably 70, 75% off the golf course and just getting these guys, um, to manage their lives to, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, to get into a structure, to take care of school, um, girls, um, all the distractions that they come at you at the university of Florida, helping them manage that. And then the, the golf, a lot of them come here with swing coaches, come here with mental coaches. So it's, uh, um, we're, we're, I guess, a, a small piece of the puzzle. Um, but I, you know, I try and have a relationship with all the guys. I, I love it. Um, I, I don't recruit guys that I don't really like and don't, don't want to have here and don't want to hang out with on a daily basis. No. Cause we're with our guys from August kind of 20th till, uh, June 1st, we're with our guys pretty much every day. Um, so it's a lot of time. So, um, just, getting them to be good guys, getting them to work good, really hard, getting them to have a great attitude. Um, those are kind of three, three big pillars in our program. And, you know, I just, yeah, I think you try and pass on some of the lessons you've learned, but you know, some, some guys listen and some guys don't. And, um, yep. it's, it's a battle trying to figure out, uh, you know, you, you know, it's same, same, same for you with hockey, you know, it's one guy's super coachable and, you know, you tell him to do one thing and the next shift he's, he's doing it and executing and same as golf. Like you, course yeah. management's the biggest thing these guys need to learn. And you can tell some guys 10 times and they, they don't figure it out. So it's, it can be frustrating too. Yeah. That's so do you, do you think, do you take a lot of uh, stuff that your coach at you, was it Dwayne Knight? Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Did you take a lot of stuff from him or do you, do you kind of take his stuff and throw your own spin on it? Yeah. A lot of like the base principles. Great question. Um, I I've, he just, he's so successful for so long. Um, I tried to copy what, what he's done and what I learned through him. Um, I had a great experience. All my teammates did. Um, and you know, he just had a lot of success, I guess, for about 40 years straight there. So it didn't seem like there's much to change, but I feel like the kids are changing now. Um, oh yeah they don't, they don't really respond to being coached as hard. Like coach Knight coached us hard. Um, if you didn't play well, you, you know, you were told that yes, you did. You heard about it. And, um, kids these days, man, you gotta be really careful because they're, they're way more sensitive. Um, I think the parents unfortunately are, are a lot more sensitive and, um, their egos are tied to their, their kids success and stuff. But, uh, um, I, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough one. We're, we're, we're in an interesting spot right now because we have just a ton of talent on our team. We're loaded and uh, we had a really disappointing fall. So, and in the end of the day, that, that falls on me, falls on the head coach and I got to figure out how to, how to get these guys going. And it's weird with golf because, um, you know, sometimes in hockey, I feel like it's, it's effort and, and maybe structure a little bit, but golf, you got to hit it good. You, you got to make putts. Yeah. So it's a lot of the preparation that goes in before the tournaments. It's important. So it's been a, it's been a challenge, but uh, I love it. Like I love this job, love working with guys, these age and, and help, you know, molding them into hopefully becoming more successful than I was. I have awesome. a question here. So like not video on their swing, but like, do you guys like do video on like courses and whatnot? Or is that a dumb question? Yeah. No, it's not a dumb question at all. Like the preparation leading into a golf tournament's huge. So we'll have a yardage book. Um, Scott Fawcett with Decade now does like this Google map book for us every week. So 
You wow. see kind of like an overhead picture of each That's hole sick. and That's yeah. Cool. And plan out your strategy. Absolutely. Like there's so much that goes into that. Um, I think that's one thing our guys could get a lot better at. Um, we, we try to tell them, yeah, try to tell them over and over again. Like, you know, you don't have to hit it perfect. Um, that's not what golf's all about, but you gotta, you gotta have a plan. You gotta, you know, be planning one shot ahead. And, um, I think when you're 18 or 19, it's pretty hard to do that. So definitely, you know, strategic preparation planning is, is huge into what we're trying to teach these guys. And, Hopefully all these lessons are going to sink in coming up this spring. Hey, this is funny. So Turner, he caddied for me this summer in like my amateur events. We're not getting to the scores, but <laughs> I, was, I was good. I had my guy. My Turner, Turner's wearing his caddy hat that he was wearing all summer. He's wearing it tonight. He's in, he's ready. Yeah, I'm in summer mode here. So you look good. <laughs> my, uh, my cousin is a caddy on the PGA tour. Wow. Spit that out, Drew. And when I was 15, I played an event in Alberta and I like had a, I remade my own yardage book, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And he looked at it and he was like, let me do one for you. And he like made one up like with a pencil and draw it up and highlighters. And like, it was unbelievable. I can only imagine what the yardage books that you guys have for your players and just pro golfers. It's banana land. <laughs> and mine was a joke. Like stick man. Like that's a bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Was- you're, you're bringing up a great story though. Cause we, uh, I just was really lucky enough to hire a new assistant coach this August named Dudley Hart and Dudley played on the PGA tour for oh, yeah. 30, 30, almost 30 years. And when you look at his yardage books, Oh my God, there's eight different colors of highlighter. There's notes everywhere. He, he doesn't miss a thing in preparation and uh, just having him around our guys is, is such an unbelievable experience for these guys to see what kind of detail a seasoned PGA tour player put into into their job. It's a job. You know, when, when you're trying to play for a living and, and pay your bills with golf, it's a job, whether, whether yeah. you want to look at like that or not. And uh, Dudley does a great job. It's funny. You brought up the highlighters because his, his yardage books are, are more colorful than any rainbow you've ever seen. It's unbelievable. So I love it. So I remember I was catting for Waz and we were paired with you. You shot 62 at Dakota in Saskatchewan there. And you had the long yeah. putter. What's what's your what's your view on the long putter <laughs> issue? Because I've used it before and hey, I loved on. it. You shot sixty-two what? at the dunes, like it was nothing. I, I think I think it was sixty-three. It was uh, I was seventy the first. Deeks. It was sixty-two. Yeah. Well, do you know, do you okay. know my well, cousin? Dale I'll Lally? take your word for it. Yes, Dale's a stud. I just saw Dale not that long ago. I he was at. Um, the, I, I still work with a player who's who played in the PGA Championship. Uh, I guess it was last year in San Francisco, and Dale was there caddying for um, uh, what's his name? Abe, Great Abe. player, Abe. Answer, yeah, yeah. of course. Okay. And uh, yeah, we had I had lunch with Dale and um, got to catch up with him. He, him and uh, his older brother Ryan was the same same age as me. Great guy, right. great player growing up, and um, definitely I've just stayed in touch with Dale. That's hilarious. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to put two and two. I was doing some math in my head. Didn't mean to cut you off Tori, but it is my no, podcast. So anyhow, it's fine. I was just, I, I was just wondering what your <laughs> thoughts are on, on like, should it be illegal? Should it be legal? What do you think? Oh man. Um, well it's been okay. So I was putting really bad at the Ontario amateur in 2004 
and it, this all goes back to hockey. Um, I was actually, I was way out of the tournament. It was Thursday night and I had a men's league game that I was playing at back home at the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go play. I don't care. I'm not going to win the Ontario am. I'm going to go out with the boys, have a skate and I'll go play the next day, whatever. It doesn't matter. So I'm in the dressing room before the, the, the hockey game and the guy's like, Hey, how are you doing this week? How's it going? I'm like, I'm striping it. I just can't make a putt. Like, I don't know what's going on. I can't make anything. It's so bad. I'm in like 30th place sucks. And they're like, why don't you try one of those long putters? It's like a hockey stick. You, you, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I didn't do it the next day, but a couple days after the Ontario am, I tried it first round I ever put it in play. I had 24 putts and it was just, it was natural for me. What? Um, felt, felt really good. And then when they banned anchoring on it, um, I took it off my chest and it's been even better since then. So, so you're um, still, using I'm it. a big, Oh yeah. I got a Bettinardi. Sam Bettinardi has become a good buddy of mine. He made me a, a custom long putter with a little line on the top and it's putting's by far the best part of my game now. Saving that, like that hooked, like the banana. Scotty. Oh yeah. The yeah. Scotty Cameron <laughs> banana. Yeah. It, yeah. We it was good it, to me. We used to call <laughs> yeah. the old, the, the titty putter. <laughs> it look it looks like a hot dog almost. Yeah. But Dale Valeli get... would love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dale Trail. But I don't, yes, I don't exactly. get why that's why that's illegal, but you can have it riding your entire arm, like you know, like Coop that, style. That to me doesn't make any I think that's where the hole in the in the rule lies. Like that doesn't make any sense. If in if my opinion, you can biased, you can like either anchor yeah, you can either anchor it or you can't. So yeah. you, you got to pick when you can't anchor it on your forearm. What's the difference between anchoring it into your chest? So um, I think, I think they'll probably address that. I, I think they realize that it's probably not as big of an issue as they thought it was the figuring out the distance and the golf ball and that type of stuff's obviously been a, been a lot bigger pain in the ass for everyone. So to, to me, if it was that big of a, of an advantage, everyone would do it, you know? Yeah. It's That's just, it. And, and, I mean, I, I wish, like, I watched Tiger Woods and, and his son Charlie today. Um, like, they just have the most beautiful putting strokes you've ever seen in your life. Oh. Like, I'd, I'd like to do that, too. Um, I Potter's just, on. I when, you, yeah, you put a, put a short putter in my hand, and I, I just, for whatever reason, I don't putt as good. So, I'd, I'd love to putt with a short putter, just not, uh, not happening for this guy. All right, right JC and the boys, we're going to our segment called Questions from the Gallery here, brought to you by Molson Coors. Meet New Busy Hard Seltzer with 100 calories per 355 milliliters. This variety pack has something for all, everyone to enjoy, including pineapple mango, blueberry pomegranate, strawberry kiwi, and black cherry lime flavors, and there's a whole ton more flavors. So check them out, drink them, but do responsibly and don't drink and drive Molson Coors. How are you? All right. JC. Strawberry kiwi's a wagon. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're such a clown. <laughs> All right, my first question now. Because now I'm doing some math here through so this whole 40 minutes. What is your handicap? What? Hold on. Before you answer that question, what was your handicap at your best? And your handicap? No. Yeah. And now. I think like we, there's a little money game in Gainesville, um, and they keep. Uh, very tight stats and they're they're playing me off a of plus three right now it's uh 
That's it. Uh, probably no, the it's yeah, it's probably pro- probably the best I've ever been. So <laughs> that's uh, I would stealing. say right now. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're a plus three handicap your whole life? Come on. No, 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 no. I, I, I probably, I was probably a plus three by my, my freshman, sophomore year of college. Then I got worse for about five years and then got into coaching. And then the last, last five years have definitely been the best golf I've ever played in my life. No doubt. Deeks, you're so full of crap. I've been a plus four before and you could smoke me in your, like in your sleep. You're shooting 62, dude. You're a plus six and a half. You're giving me I don't shots. know. They tell they they tell me I'm a plus three, so I'm I'm gonna. Uh, that's oh, I bet I'm you're smiling with. all day about that. Oh. <laughs> Money matches, boys. It's, Never say your real handicap. Yeah. Right. You gotta. You, the match is always won on the first tee, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a seven actually. Yeah. <laughs> Eighteen shot a hole, boys. Yeah. All right. Next one. Boys, who's going? Me. Whichever. Okay. Uh, Deeks, so you, you brought up earlier about the, uh, Florida open or what? Well, no, that you're playing better now than ever, but like winning the Florida open twice, that's gotta be pretty, yeah. like pretty awesome. Like, were you playing against your own players in that? Yeah. Um, finally, uh, it's been a, I, I guess not a running joke for them because they don't think it's very funny, but, uh, <laughs> one of my guys, John Dubois shot this, just this past summer, he shot 65 in the final round um, and beat me. He was the first player that's beat me in the tournament. So um, it was – You cut the next day? A, no, I need Doobie. <laughs> Doobie's a stud. Um, he's the, we, we need him this spring. So I was, I was happy to have him beat me. But uh, I, sh- I sure as hell didn't let him beat me. But, uh, no, it, I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I just started coaching, and you watch really good players every day do it. And – um, you watch what makes them successful. You watch what holds them back. And I think I learned more in my first two or three years as a head coach here than I learned in, in 20 years of playing. And you just, you know, you're, you're out there on the golf course and I might not have been practicing as much, but you're like, man, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to do yeah. this. And you just get smarter. And it is such a mental game. Um, that the other thing is, is like, I don't have to play good anymore. So it's fun for me. I get to, I get to go out and ride in a cart and yeah. And, and just enjoy it and have a blast. And, um, you know, my, my little girl, Dylan, I'm looking over at her right now. Like she doesn't, she doesn't care what I shoot. She has no idea of the competition that was involved in my past. So, you know, like the perspective has changed a lot when I was playing on the Canadian tour, I still remember, you know, some of the nightmare nights when you miss a cup by one or whatever it was. And, and you feel like your whole world's, over and caving in and it's i look back on it now like god i was i was so stupid and just looked at it all the wrong way but you know i guess that's what uh, getting old and smarter is all about we've all been there yes unfortunately i'll go again shit no, rip are you up. still right okay <laughs> well geez roll tide Jesus. yeah <laughs> buzzing over there all right um my dad had a fucking what was it gin <laughs> A gin and tonic, or no, gin and soda after a round today, and he was like, "This is unreal." He's like, "This you gotta you gotta ask this in your next interview." So, what's your favorite after round beverage? Oh, uh, easy answer, um, and it goes along with the sponsorship I heard heard earlier. Uh, ice cold Molson Canadian um, 
served in a pint glass on a patio oh. uh, is just some of my favorite memories that, that uh, I have in, in the game when, when I was legally allowed to do it back home um, with my brother and with the boys and going over the bats and adding up the scorecard with a, with a cold pint in front of you. That's uh, some of the best times in my entire life. Patio oh, is key. She's yeah. locked in a three-year deal with Molson, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stu. Uh, yeah. All right. Have you ever been to Saskatchewan besides – no, that doesn't count now because you played the Dunes. Dumb question. Favorite course in yep. Saskatchewan? <laughs> Stay hot. <laughs> um, I've, only, I've only played two of them, um, but Dakota Dunes I remember vividly. I played there I think three times. Uh, those three years in a row that I was out on the Canadian tour. And um, it's has like a super soft spot for me. It was my best tournament by far. Um, I think I finished in the top 10, maybe all three years. Um, nice. Had my best chance to win there. Um, shots, I, I think, I still think it was a 63, but Tor's given me credit for 62, so I'll take it. But uh, um, best round that I, I tied it, I think one year in Montreal, but uh, just some awesome memories um, we had a lot of fun because Dillette had had a bunch of uh, hookups there so and and was very well connected. So we we had a lot of fun after the tournament, before the tournament and just uh, some great weeks for sure. And um, just for me growing up, I always followed a lot of guys uh, that played hockey. So going through some of those hockey cities um, yeah. and uh, just being around um the, those names that I'd heard growing up forever was, was really special for me. It was, it was neat. Y'all were hanging out with, uh, with jockey, I think. Yes. Didn't, I didn't saw you stay him. With him. Where did I see him? We, we, we did. I, and I saw him, I saw him not too long ago and he's got a guy saw me. He was wearing a suit. He's got like a great job. He's killing it. I'm like, man, what happened? You've, you've really turned it around. He's uh, <laughs> what a, what a great guy he was. And, um, just some, some really good memories The Chalky. That's hilarious. Yeah. He, uh, he had, he had that city dialed Saskatoon oh, yeah. was his. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's kicking ass in real estate right now. Yeah. That's what it was. Real estate. I can't remember where I saw him, but, uh, was jockey? He's, he's doing great. So it's Jeff will. Oh, that guy's a weapon. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yes. Definition of you, yes. used to be a man rocket getting a little older now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> sorry jeff I, I think he even might have had a had a kid too so he's he he's, did uh, he slowed down a little bit yeah a little bit um Which is uh, good. B -b -b are you still are you still ripping three wood off the deck um i've come a long way from that um oh i i uh my my driver is is uh starting to cooperate but i i still think um that was probably one of the reasons why i didn't make it uh, you look at, I think you look at some of the best players in the world today, especially the best players on my team. They drive it so well. Um, it, it's obviously long. I think speed has become such an integral part of the game, but they hit it so straight and so consistently. And when you drive it good and you're, I don't care if it's 270 to 320, if you're in the fairway all day long, God, it's pretty hard to screw it up from there. So um, no, three wood off the deck. Uh, if I need it, yes, but uh, no, I'm I'm teeing it as high as I can and, and trying to trying to get some carry distance Dude, out of it these when days. I, when I looped for you and against you, you just do that all day at Dakota. You uh, you barely touch driver. But I you'd, know I'd, you'd I'd rip probably, it as far as you hit your driver. 
It was unreal. I had it pretty good. I had that. It was that Titleist little, uh, Ooh, F, no, it was no like no a dark F. gray PT 13 degree three wood. And I could just smash that thing forever. I, I, I you were right. I, I didn't really need, need the driver at that time, but, uh, you look at the guys in the PJ tour. I mean, they're just machines off the tee and that was one thing I was missing, but I remember that three wood. I still got it somewhere. Oh yeah. That thing my, was good to me. My last one here, uh, travel schedule. And how many Saskatchewan players have you seen come to that program? And will Ooh. you see any come to that program? Um, so we, uh, our travel schedule is four tournaments in the fall and then sorry. usually eight in the, Oh, sorry. I lied. I want to know like year as a coach scout, did you do the recruiting, right? Yeah. Yes. So are you like flying around and like PJ everywhere? Yeah. So no, I wish, I wish I was PJing. Um, not, not as, not as much PJing, a lot of, a lot of Southwest and Delta. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm gone, gone probably, I don't know, 20, 20 to 25 weeks a year, something like that. Um, usually for three or four days for our tournaments. And, and then in the summer gets really busy with recruiting. Um, you go to these junior golf tournaments for two or three days and, um, recruiting is obviously the most important part of our job. You got to get the right guys. You got to get great players who are going to sustain it for a long time and be great representatives of the school. So, um, that's, I love that part of my job. It's, it's super competitive and, um, really fun getting to know these young guys, but yeah, the travels a ton. Um, and then hitting on your Saskatchewan question. I I've had Eric Banks was here. Um, he's from Truro, Nova Scotia. He was here when I got here. And he's the only Canadian that's played for me to this point. Um, I sure would love to have some more. So we're, we're working on it. We've come close on a few and hasn't quite worked out, but uh, um, you know, Canadians have an affinity for Florida. So uh, I feel like I'm, I'm not doing a good enough job that we haven't had some more down here. So I'll, uh, I'll I'm working on it going forward. I promise. Love it. Drew, awesome. Drew, I got, I got two quick ones. Turner has one first though, Tori. Okay. Sorry. 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 <laughs> What's mine? It's right there. Yeah, oh, where'd my tooth go? You jumped out of the yeah. zoom on that one. Yeah. I'm all over it's the number five now. there. Number five. Number five. All right. Ultimate foursome. Here we go. Oh, such a great question. Yeah. Um, it would be uh, my dad who got me into the game for sure. Such great memories with him. Be my older brother. Uh, just cause there's no one in the world that I'd rather beat than, than my older brother. And then, uh, Tiger Woods for sure would be, would be our fourth. Just he's my mentor, my idol, um, always looked up to him forever. And still to this day, it was, it was awesome watching him out there today, coming back from that. So I, if I ever got in that group, that would be a dream day. I could shut her down after that. That sounds Love deadly. Yeah. All right. So here's my two quickies. Hey, what's your favorite course you've ever played? Oh, tie between Augusta National and uh, Carnegie. Yeah, played sorry. Augusta? Oh, man. I played Augusta. What? Yep. Yeah. Our are going awesome. off. <laughs> <laughs> played Augusta. Uh, dream come true. And um, everyone who builds it up, you know, you, you it's like this thing, you, this fairy tale land that you see since you're a kid and you get out there and it's better. It's better than you could imagine. Like we played in 
I guess it was January, 2019 and January cold morning. Um, and it was, uh, it was freezing and the greens were still so good. The fairways were perfect. Like all the memories were there. You can like picture all the shots. It, it was, uh, no it was definitely one of the best days of my life. Sorry, boys. Yeah. I just, <laughs> it's still, it's still very vivid there. Oh so, my. Um, hoping one day I get to go back, but Augusta and, uh, Carnoustie over in Scotland, um, got to play there and that Who was a uh, really, really special place too. A very like, blessed, very lucky. He's like oh, Bubba it. Watson or something. Would you, sh- would you shoot at Augusta? You know what? I, I'll never forget it. Um, I poured in like a, the pin was back left on 16 on the par three there. And I hit it, hit a good shot just online and short had like 20 feet. I was one over poured it in to get to even. I was so pumped. I'm like, just let me shoot 72 on my first round at Augusta national. And like, like the absolute plug that I am, I bogeyed 17 and 18 and shot 74. So two wow. over, which wasn't bad, but uh, I would have given, given anything to go par par and shoot even. That's still deadly. That's My so next, I, really... I, would take, I would shoot 180 at Augusta. I shoot a high course. I'll tell you what, I, the, the first tee, um, and I was playing with the chairman, Fred Ridley. He's a, he's a Florida Gator. He's the one that uh, got us out there. So um, that was our connection. We were, we were teeing off, and I was as nervous as any golf tournament I've ever been in. And it was like 9.30 on a, on a Sunday morning, and, and no one cared about what we were doing, but I could barely pull the trigger on the tee. It was crazy. Fred shot 68. Wow. Wow. Fred is an absolute stick. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how good he is. I, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I can I talk guess. all day, Deke. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm going to shut up. Um, Stay hot, Tori. <laughs> yeah. Eat, <laughs> eat deuce. Hey, um, this is a yes or no answer. Is the story about Dre in Mexico involving a golf cart? Was that was that true? Because your name got 100%. brought up in that. Okay, hundred percent, hundred percent true. Yeah, not it to was, plug uh, another podcast, but if if people go researching, they can find it. Yeah, we're we're in Mazatlan, and it happened for sure. Okay, that's oh all. yeah, oh yeah. All right, well, this JC DK man, place. this has been an absolute treat today. I had fun; it's a blast. I learned a lot. Jealous of all the golf courses you play at head coach of a golf team that I wish you to play for and live there. Um, Tori, thanks for setting it up. Rip, I can't take you seriously with the hat on. Um, <laughs> JC, yeah, man, this is fun. I appreciate it. And I hope we do. I love it. Drew, thanks a lot. Any, anytime and uh, appreciate, lo- love hearing the accents and uh, all the best to you boys. And uh, any, anytime you want to do it, just let me know. All right. Thanks, thanks. Okay. Wow. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Last Mountain Distillery is a proud sponsor of the Hosel Podcast. Located and distilled in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment in producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally-infused Dill Pickle Vodka, our naturally-infused organic cherry whiskey, apple pie moonshine, and more. 
Our craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of grain and leaves a smooth finish like, unlike any other. Be sure to check them out at any retailer around the province. Nothing better than supporting local and enjoying a taste for all. Episode 103, JC, Deacon, the boys are buzzing. Four of us today. Um, like I said on social media, our last podcast for two to three weeks here during the break. Let everyone enjoy the holidays with their families um, and not hear my my shitty voice. And yeah, so, but what a way to finish it off though, fellas. 103 with JC Deacon. Uh, thoughts on the podcast? Deadly.com. What so far, answer. so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of fun. I, I like I said in, in the intro and like, I learned a shit ton. I, I liked it. A lot of fun with them. Um, we got an invite to play Florida at the golf club. At their own golf club. Yep. It's sick. So, Tori, by the way, you know, give yourself one of these. You know, you stepped up lately for the boys off the hall here, getting some good guests. Um, you know, we just couldn't do without you. You know, that's a yeah. good team. I'll, I'll send you my address so you can send that paycheck. <laughs> yeah, what did she a tailor-made hat? Yeah, sleeve of balls. I'll take a driver. Yeah, the new driver. The stealth. Looks yeah, the stuff, the red face on it. I'm trying Dirty. that out for sure. Oh, I'd cool. be rude not to. You know, JC was awesome. Okay, well, we have to do this one this week since it's uh, Turner doesn't have a vehicle there. But, dude, Turner, what is up in Cancun? Best night thus far, weirdest stories thus far. That weirdest story. Man, I, go, I, I need a stick. What's that? Thanks, <laughs> need a twig. <laughs> yeah, I don't Oh. Getting here is kind of a shit show. So <laughs> we <laughs> fuck. I was so rattled, dude. We uh, so we easy. So we fly from Regina to Calgary at seven a.m. Then we have like an hour and a bit of a layover. So we're getting on our plane to get to fly from Calgary to Cancun. Everyone's boarded, buckled up, ready to go. Bing bong. Everyone's got to get off the plane. The navigation system is malfunction, so we got to move planes. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> That's so a problem. Yeah, I was, you're kidding. So we you all had to get off. Pillow on, you're just ready to yeah, I'm, I'm already out cold. <laughs> and uh, right. yes, yeah, so we all had to get off the plane, wait another hour for like to get another plane ready, and then we took off. So we got here like maybe two, two and a bit hours later than we were supposed to. And but quickly, just, that ain't terrible. And your golf rounds? Pain, yes, golf rounds. Um, first day, a shit kick, Todd. <laughs> I think I, I was seventy nine. I birdied 17 in part 18 to shoot under 80. Wow. Big one. Todd was a 95, but he was also battling heat stroke. That guy fights the sun. And then uh, the next, oh, the next two days later, we golfed again, and that was today, which we both played very much better. That was terrible grammar. Yeah. Todd shot in Nailed it. Todd shot, <laughs> dude, Stay hot. Yeah, stay hot. Stay hot. <laughs> that was fucking gap. Um, then Todd, Todd was like on pace to break 80 finishes, double, double <laughs> way, to, oh. way to go dickhead. <laughs> well, we missed you down here and oh, I yeah. missed you side by side. You're doing yeah. the pod. Yeah. Um, Tori, you're flying out when tomorrow morning? Uh, no, Tuesday, Don't Tuesday, we fly Tuesday. Okay. 
Going to the old Saskatoon, the the YXE. Stoner. Stoon. Well, maybe let, let you say maybe we'll meet up halfway at Davidson or you know, we'll play some indoor golf or somewhere. Go, we'll do something. Go get a team burger. <laughs> Look at some trucks at the big boys for or they big got a, toys for boys they got or whatever a DQ it's called. Doing that bitch now too. What's that? They got a DQ in Davidson. They got a bunch oh, of new stuff. Oh, yeah. some mock some yeah. DQ. Mock a DQ. All right, boys. Here it is. Episode one of three. Oh yeah, what's up? Hang on. Grinding my gears. Grinding gears. So lately I've been flying lots and uh like going to Vancouver and now to here. Dude, people are just taking off their shoes fucking everywhere in the airport. No. Yeah. What? Yeah, like people like I'll just like walk into my gate and be like four people just like sitting their jets off, like socks off, barefoot. I'm like, what are you doing? We're in an airport. Like grow that up. Is and not then, cool. So this hey. Like, and then when I was flying here to Cancun, so there's the three, the lady right beside me in the other lane, though, toes, toe cheese, just hanging out, like, grow up, <laughs> keep your shoes on. Let, let me, let me throw a quick ground my gears. Speaking of traveling. So I flew this morning from Sacramento to Atlanta and getting off the plane, I'm in like row 30 or whatever. And these assholes behind me, like they get up and they start just walking past you, like, they won't even let you get yeah. up and walk. It's like, oh. that's not how it works. Wait, wait your turn. If you want to get off quick, pay the extra money to sit at the front. Yeah, or you're a dick. Or grinds my gears, people that clap when the plane lands. It's their <laughs> job to fucking yeah. get you there safe and sound. All right, boys. Turner, you All fly right. home safe. Miss you, buddy. Yeah. Tori, I hear music, a- so I'm going to go find it. <laughs> Tori. Hey, Merry Christmas, fun, everyone, and have a safe and happy new year. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next few weeks from now. Peace. See ya.